Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I'm your host. And today's episode is called Going Through the Extremes to Avoid Abandonment. And it specifically touches the top symptom of people with BPD, which is abandonment issues. And in my situation with my wife, um, it's no exception to the rule when it comes to abandonment. And um, at least in my situation, I have seen that she'll go through extremes um, to try to develop a keen sense of detecting when there might be um, the possibility of abandonment and also in my experience it, it's a false sense of triggers um, because I have never abandoned her um, intentionally um, I would never abandon her especially now and so those you know I've tried to explain it to her that you know these what she feels is you know abandonment about to happen um, isn't going to I've even reassured her many times even when there's not an argument just to kind of, you know, reinforce that sense that I will not abandon you. And it is such a strong um, feeling for them. They, they will do almost anything to avoid abandonment. Um, it, it's amazing. It, it's such a confusing um, trigger or, or a symptom of BPD. It's, it's, I, I don't, it's almost like the most... it's the most symptom that's you just can't understand it's one of those things when people ask me all the time you know why do you keep going back and you know the reason you have your own reason it's hard to explain to them and even when you do they don't understand it's it's kind of the same thing but anyways um let's get on with the episode and hopefully um you might be able to relate to it and um like i said at all times if you have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to send me an email and you know try to answer it the best i can or read it on the air But with that being said, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and thank you again for listening. So with this episode, um, like I said, it's titled the, um, The Going Through Extremes to Avoid Abandonment. 
it's it's so confusing because you would wonder that their biggest fear, and they'll do anything to avoid abandonment, that they'll force you out so you don't abandon them. It's like, you know, I'm going to do this to you before you can do it to me. It, it's it the end result is the same thing. They're going to end up alone, <laughs> but they have to do it first. And I cannot understand with the same result how they could possibly make you leave before you can abandon them. Again, unless we are in that position, we don't understand. And I'm sure a lot of people with BPD don't understand it. And I've asked my wife, and she doesn't understand it. Now, specifically, I've asked her before. I said, you know, you accused me of being with somebody, you fought with me, and you made me leave. And, you know, we have the biggest argument. I'm like, okay, if you don't want me to, you know, talk to somebody else and be with them, then why would you push me away and send me away to be with them? Again, this disorder is so confusing. And that's why a lot of people without BPD leave because they shake their head like this is crazy and they don't understand. And, you know, I've always said to love them is to understand them. And even though we don't understand, maybe to love them is to try to understand them, to bear with it. You know, a lot of times we don't have to understand um, because I, I've learned over the years, you know, I've done so much reading and research and, and asked her questions to try to understand and still don't a lot of the things, um, the majority of the things. But you know what? It's about dealing with it, trying to work around it, work through it. Uh, another saying I believed in is a lot of things you'll never get through. Uh, excuse me, a lot of things you won't get over, but you can get through it. Um, so with that being said, I'll give you a couple of, um, examples. Like, um, well, here's another thing I've kind of figured out. I can never understand, you know, um, and just, just to clarify this. I have never cheated on my wife. Um, you know, when we were younger, before we got married, you know, we were both straight a little bit here and there. We were young, you know, stupid. Um, but since we got married, I have held true to my vows. Um, that doesn't make up for me not being a perfect husband, you know, being irresponsible with finances um, and other things. I'm not saying, hey, you know, if you don't cheat, you're a perfect person. No, I was horrible in other ways. Um, and also um, where I had some, you know, drug issues um, and my wife said I was cheating on her. Not necessarily physically cheating on her, but cheating on her with time and spending my time going to, um, you know, leaving the house and going to get the drugs. That was time I could have spent with her. So that's cheating on her. Um, being out of my mind um, in a sense of being high, that wasn't being with her. So that was cheating on her. And I understand that. But most of us believe in the sense that the word cheating means, you know, infidelity. You know, sleeping with somebody else, um, sneak behind their back. Um but, like, in my wife's case, that word can also mean just not being with her. Um, but anyways, back to the subject. Um, I used to think before, you know, why she would make me leave, you know, to avoid that abandonment. But the same sense, it can be a little bit deeper than that. You know, because if she, um, you know, develops a sense of, you know, me going to abandon her, she'll abandon me first or make me leave before I can abandon her. So going deeper than that, one of those triggers is if I'm sneaking behind her back, I'm going to develop a stronger relationship with this other person and abandon her. So there's a lot of things that can lead up into abandoning. Um, you know, so that's another 
way she avoids being abandoned is to send me away. Because I used to say, wait a minute. You know, she would cry and say, you know, why are you cheating on me? Why are you going to have me on my back? And I would try to explain to her, I wouldn't. I'm not. I don't know why you're thinking that. You know, I'd be sitting there, you know, literally like answering an email or um, doing a survey online. And she thinks I'm, I'm texting to somebody. And even though I flip the phone around and go, look. She would think, no, you quickly got out of it. Now you're doing something else. I'm like, this is ridiculous. No, I'm not. And, um, you know, where I'd sit there and be texting next to her, and she'd look over and, and to see what I'm doing. And she's like, you just do it next to me. So that way, if you're at the end of the bed doing it, I'll think, oh, he's just doing something normal. It's like, oh, my God, can I win? Can I win? No, I can't win. Um, but anyways, so if she feels that I'm texting somebody and going to have a deeper relationship with that person, I'm going to abandon her. So she'll send me away. Fine, go be with that girl. So you can't abandon me. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, like I said, the end result is still the same. You know, you're still going to be alone. But for some reason, they just cannot face the fact of somebody abandoning them. Maybe because they're not prepared for it, or they need to be prepared for it. Um, or it just even in those five seconds, if they make you leave before you can leave, um, somehow that makes them stronger to handle it or deal with it. I don't know. It's it's a, one of those things you just can't understand and even if you get a reason from them you think okay that's still ridiculous and i've always said before you can never understand what somebody's going through and you can't dismiss it you can't discredit it unless you can understand what that person's going through and unless you are physically going through it and have that same feeling you can't understand um, an example, a house had burnt down back in 2010 and people were coming up to us saying, oh my God, I can only imagine what you're going through. And no, you can't. No, you can't. Unless you physically stood here in my shoes and watched every single thing of yours going up in smoke, all those little pictures your kids drew for you in first grade going up in smoke. No, you can't understand. You know, you can sympathize um, or you can say, I can't imagine what you're going through. That would be correct. You can't imagine what I'm going through. No matter what it is, you know, if you um, have a pet and you've never had a pet pass away and somebody else's pet passes away and you say, you know, I can't imagine what you're going through. I have my pet I love. Yes, but if your pet's still alive, you can't imagine what it's like when you lose that pet. So, it, it, again, it's hard. Even if they explained it to you and you don't understand, you can't understand their feeling of what they go through. And obviously, it's such a strong um, feeling for them and it destroys them inside that they're willing to send you away before you can do it to them. Again, with that still that same result, end result of them being alone. It must be pretty strong. So all you can do is say, wow, whatever it is, I can't feel it. I can't understand it. But it must be really, really bad for them. Obviously it is. So again, it's one of those things that I've been fighting for 34 years. Still don't have an answer for it. I don't understand it. I can't imagine how she feels. But... I still try to avoid the situation. You know, I try to give her every reassurance as possible. And, you know, people always ask me, but you reassure her for 34 years. You tried to beat this for 34 years of the, you know, going around abandonment. How do you just keep doing it? Well, again, because I love her. I'll never stop loving her. She divorced me. I didn't divorce her. I will never abandon her. I will stand by her side. I love that woman more than the air that I breathe. I've said it a million times. There's nothing that she can do to have me abandon her. I will be by her side to the day I die. Um, we got divorced three years ago. I've been trying to get back with her ever since then. Um, 
she was with um, a guy right after we got separated, um, and she was with another guy, and she would do it again over and over. But you know what? I still will not abandon her. I have not been with anybody since then. I don't plan on being with anybody. Um, Relationship-wise, sexual-wise, I will be single unless I can be with her. She's the one woman, my soulmate, and I will never, ever leave her. And I honestly do believe, uh, my daughter asked me this. She said, Dad, do you believe that, you know, she could sit there and date somebody um, and try to fill, fulfill her needs and, um, you know, do anything she can to make sure you're single and available for her if she needs you. But if you were to date somebody, it would it would crush her. And I said, absolutely. I know it would. I know it would for a fact because she heard a rumor that I was dating somebody and it killed her. And she admitted it to me. She said, it's weird. I don't understand that. I push you away and I tell you, you know, you should move on. But when I heard you with somebody, it killed me. I cried. And I said, I understand that. And that obviously means that you love me. And she said, I just don't understand myself. And that's the problem. They don't ask for this disorder. Nobody asks for any disorder or disease or ailment. And the best thing you can do is just try to console them. And it's so sad when she looks at me and she says, I don't know myself. And how can you love me? She said, I'm so mean to you. I do bad things to you. I call you horrible names. I tell you to kill yourself. And you still beg to love me. How can you love somebody like me? And I said, you know what? I don't know. Same thing as you say, you don't know certain things. But you know what? Why try to figure it out? Just be grateful for the fact that I do. And that no matter what you do to me, I still love you. And she can't understand it. And she cries. And again, I can't understand how she feels, but it kills her. She doesn't even love herself. She doesn't understand herself. And she says, how can you love somebody like me? And I said, you know what? You're not a horrible person. You have two sides to you. But the good side of you outweighs the bad. If you look at the pros and cons, the pros are so much more. Uh, they weigh out the, the bad. So... I don't know if that helps you, hon, but I just, I love you no matter what. I'll go through 30 days, oh, excuse me, I always said within a month, I'll go through 20 days of hell to have those 10 days of happiness. I'd go through 28 days of hell to have a weekend of happiness. To me, it's worth it. And, you know, I know when I go up to visit her and stay with her that it's only going to be a matter of days before something happens and she sends me away. And I still do it. And everybody says, why do you keep going back? You know what? Uh, you don't care about me that much to care about my feelings or how I get hurt. You're just wondering how can another person go through something like that, which I understand. But you know what? I just love her so much. But, you know, people wonder, how could somebody do that? And it, even they say, I couldn't do something like that. You know what? I probably never thought I could either. But I love that woman so much. And if somebody is in a situation like me and you love your person with BPD, and you understand what I'm going through. And you probably do the same. I'm sure there's many, many people that do the same. You know, and my vow said, you know, for sickness and in health. It doesn't have to be a physical sickness. It's a mental sickness. Um, but anyway, so like I said about these triggers, you know, they go so much further. If they think you're cheating, um, you'll develop a deeper relationship and abandon them. So they, they'll do anything they can to make sure that you don't have that chance that they can do it. And like I said, even if it's, you know, um, a few seconds ahead of time that 
they can beat you to abandon you, they'll do it because they're the ones in control. They're the ones that can handle the situation at that moment. And, um, you know, this, the abandonment thing is just blows my mind. Like I said, that is their biggest thing. Their biggest, biggest, biggest thing is not being abandoned. And that's why, you know, in years past, like, I would try so hard to make sure I'm not late for something. You know, if, if I was late coming home from work, well, guess what? That meant I was stopping by and seeing somebody. Now, again, if I see them, it's going to build a relationship and I'm going to abandon her. So when I look back all these years, um, it answers a lot of my own questions. You know, why did she do this? Well, that's why. And I didn't understand this years ago when she first, you know, had the symptoms of BPD and until she was actually diagnosed and I started learning more about it. I could never understand why she did these things. So that's why I say to love them is to understand them or try to understand them. So, you know, most people just, they say this is crazy and they leave the relationship because, the you know, they don't understand. So they may think they that the person with BPD doesn't like them, that they're looking for a stupid excuse to get out of the relationship. Um, but when somebody really loves that person, they try to dig deep. You know, you always ask that person first, why are you doing this to me? Well, they don't know, so they can't give you the answer. So if you love them enough, you'll dig deeper and try to get, you know, the first step. That's part of the disorder, abandonment, you know, and leading up to why they abandon you and you don't abandon them. So, you know, like I said, I, I answer a lot of my own questions and think back, wow, you know, 20 years ago, that's why she did this, or 10 years ago, that's why she was doing this, you know. And the same thing, I go, it's a merry-go-round with reassuring. You know, I reassure, you know, probably almost every day. I would never leave you. And, you know, and the next night later, she fights with me and abandons me, so I don't abandon her. You know, I reassure her all the time. You know, and again, people say, you know, you told her a million times you're not going to abandon her, but she still believes it. And I'll tell her a million more times. You know, again, you just have to be able to commit to going in that merry-go-round situation. The, the relationship is a merry-go-round it never progresses further than what it is most of the time. It's always, you know, um, since we've been divorced, I've built up sometimes to the point where I'm ready to repose to her and say, would you marry me again for just to crumble right back down to nothing? And have to start all over, you know, five days later, go back up to her house, be nice, and, you know, say, can we try to work this out and, you know, maybe get remarried again? Boom are sending me away you know and again a lot of people won't go through that because it doesn't bring the relationship to another level it's always at that point and another thing is i think sometimes um people with bpd or at least my wife are afraid to get to that next level because they're opening themselves up more and you know, of course we all know when you open yourselves up more you're more prone to get more hurt so she doesn't let that wall come down and when she starts letting her guard down just enough and she feels like she's going to be getting abandoned, boom. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a trigger. It's just her letting her guard down more. And, uh, you know, she can see that I'm really happy and, you know, to the point where I'm falling deeper and deeper in love with her. And I would think, you know, you know, she's letting her guard down. She's seeing how much more I love her. But then all of a sudden she sends me away. And again, I think she thinks, you know, and this brings it back even deeper letting her guard down, me showing her I love her more, her opening up a little bit more, loving me more, and then I'm going to cheat on her, and then I'm going to abandon her. So before it even progresses to another level, she tries to stop it. And, you know, even if she just thinks in her mind, you know, 
I'm opening myself more. I'm falling more in love again. He's loving me more. He's going to cheat on me and he's going to leave me and abandon me. I'm going to stop it right now. You know, because I said to her, I'm like, you gave me a beautiful weekend. You made me breakfast in bed. Um, you let me rub your back. You know, we had a beautiful weekend. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you know, she comes in and goes, I want you out of here. Why? Yeah, because I think you have somebody. And, and that's what I mean. It, it, sometimes it's no triggers. I'm like, wait a minute. We just had a beautiful weekend. Um, we, we just made love a half an hour ago. Now you're sending me away? So, again, it's very confusing. And, of course, it hurts me. And do I get pissed off? Absolutely. You know, do I say things back to her? Absolutely. I'm human. But I don't say the things I used to say. You know, like, you're fucking crazy or, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I what I did tell her sometimes, I said, you know what? I'm human. As much as I love you and say I would never abandon you, one of these days, the human part of me is going to take over. And it's going to say, you know what? You're going to have a nervous breakdown. you just got to stop this. And you're going to be the one that's going to make it so I don't come back again. It's going to be you. It's a, That's going to make it where I finally get so frustrated of doing this merry-go-round. You know, and I try to warn her of that. But, again, they block those things out. It doesn't matter. I'm abandoning you before you abandon me. So if you never come back, that's not going to bother me because that will make sure that you don't have that chance to abandon me. And it hurts. Because you wonder, doesn't this person love you enough where they don't want to push you away or, you know, want to come back into the situation? It's confusing. But again, I'll end this with saying again, if you love that person enough, stick with the saying. To love them is to try to understand them. Have patience. And you have to commit to the fact it's a merry-go-round. The relationship may not get any further than it is now. And all it's going to be is a merry-go-round. But you know what? Some people love somebody enough where they're willing to take that. And I am. I'm definitely am. I'm not saying that it makes me happy. I'm not trying to pin a, you know, husband of the year badge on me or anything. It's just my personal thing. I, I don't brag about it to anybody. I mean, yeah, I put it on this podcast, but that's only to help other people and help to relate to it. And maybe the people with BPD can understand, you know, maybe this is why I lost so many people and they didn't come back. And... You know, some people may not have that chance and be lucky enough to find somebody who's going to put up with it. And that's why a lot of people with BPD go through relationships after relationships after relationships. And they're very well known to have, you know, a very quick, fast, fiery relationship. And then boom, it ends. Because, again, they don't want to be abandoned. But anyways, um, like I've always said, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, want something right on the air, send me an email. Uh, the email um, uh is in the uh, notes, uh, show notes section. But again, I'll always say to love them is to try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to love themselves. So again, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy your day and have a happy life. You've been listening to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. I hope you enjoyed the show. And please check out my many other episodes. I hope you get some beneficial suggestions from my experiences. And remember, we're all responsible for our own choices. I'd like to remind you that if you have someone in your life with BPD, try to understand them and love them as much as you can because they find it so hard to be able to understand themselves and love themselves. So thank you again and have a happy life.